hello everyone and welcome to uh episode three of the escapod device uh i'm your host natalie and over here we got jem hi dr gemstone here and sable hello this is sable the best one in the whole wide world yeah i get complimented bitch dang it <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, dear. Uh, so, today's episode, book three, The Encounter. Encounter these nuts. <laughs> Sorry. We're not even like a minute into the episode. Yeah, yeah. No, this book is, uh, this book is a bit of a downer. Um, I mean, it's all super serious, but this one really gets a downer, so I figured I'd start out with a little levity. Uh, like what you're gonna do to these nuts, uh, lifting them up. <laughs> it's our first Bird Boy book. It's a Tob- it's a Tobias book. It is Best Boy. It's what I've been waiting for. I didn't have to wait very long. Yeah, three books in. Holy shit! Yeah, it is currently Best Boy book. I'm going to be real, I cannot imagine this particular plot told from anybody else's perspective, because I feel like if it was, I would just be sitting there like, why the fuck are we not getting this told from Tobias's point of view? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Especially with how uh, introspective this one gets. Yeah. Which I really appreciate, because it answers a lot of questions about how Tobias feels with the whole situation. Yeah. And uh, the answer is, short answer, uh, TLDR, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Uh, uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. <laughs> TLDR, being a bird is complicated. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, this is not the entirety of the episode. No. A, a fun little fact that I'm going to bring up before we get into this. So you know, you know the uh, the stock sound effect that people usually use as like the bald eagle call. I can't replicate yep. the sound. Y'all know what the deal is. Yeah, yeah. It's not an eagle. Yeah. No, it's actually a red-tailed hawk, from what I've heard. So, oh my yeah. god! It's Tobias getting next yeah. to work. Uh, I will insert an example of what a red-tailed hawk actually sounds like here. And then oh here god. is what an e- a bald eagle sounds like. Oh my god, that's such a difference. Wow. <laughs> e- Thank eagle. you for humoring me, Jim. You're so surprisingly cute. What the heck? Thank you for humoring me and my post-editing bullshit. Thank you, dears. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I'm the one that brought it up. Oh my god. But yes, it turns out eagles don't sound like everyone thinks eagles sound like. Nope. Go figure. Media lies to us? Holy shit. Who'd have thunk? Oh my god. So, yeah, book three, told from Tobias' perspective, starts out uh, very much like the rest of the books. Can't tell you the details stuff. Can't tell you my last name. Can't tell you what town I'm in. Uh, we're in danger. And the one thing, though, it's different here. Tobias is like, well, you know, I'm a normal kid. Or I used to be. Then goes on to being like, hey, I've been like this for a few weeks. Uh, it's 
he's kind of forgetting things like what it was like to be in school, what it was like to do things. It's only been a few weeks, but already things are getting wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. He can't even remember the color of his own eyes. Uh, like, he can remember some details about himself, but, like, some stuff is starting to slip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's also, in a way, I guess he's trying to, you know, what he's really saying is he's really starting to identify with the hawk side, but on multiple levels. And the first thing we get in the book is him looking down and seeing a sign, Dealing Dan Hawks Used Cars. So apparently this motherfucker sells used cars, you know, like Big Bill Hell or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that being the example you go to. Yeah. Uh, has a fucking hawk on live local television. Uh, it is another red-tailed hawk. Right. It's a mascot, but... Uh, Price Tobias, cut Polly. Price cut yeah, Polly. Fuck. The moment that I saw her name was Polly, I'm just like, dude, fuck off. Wrong fucking bird. Like, at least be fucking creative. If you had a parrot, this would be cliche. This is just stupid. Yeah. Uh. So, like, Tobias, you know, uses those hawk eyes. What do those hawk eyes see? Uh, I see the code is (laughs) the bike code eight one two five to unlock the lock. And as they're getting ready to film a live commercial, uh, hun. Doing weird animal shit on live TV is probably a quick way to get noticed by some controllers. Just saying, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an animorph, <laughs> or I'm not as, a bird boy. Yeah, as we find out, uh, Tobias and Rachel are really the only ones in on it, and Rachel didn't actually know that it was going to be on live TV, or at least this it wasn't was going to be while they were way. yeah shooting a commercial. Yeah. Right? She thought, well, we're just breaking the bird out. No, like, she gets out there, and then as she's out there stomping cars in elephant mode, goes, wait a second. There's fucking yeah. cameras. What? <laughs> like, they free the hawk, but, like, they get away, and literally, Rachel's like, what the Dude, there was fucking TV cameras and shit. Now the cops are coming. Like, oh my god, we could have got fucking seen and shit. Yeah. And uh, so, and we like, know from the first book, that there are controllers within the ranks of the cops. So it's uh, yes, as we know very explicitly, right? So this is like, oh fuck. So. We get our nice little recaps in chapter two, including you know what the controllers are, the the yurks, uh, how thought speech is only for for uh, morphs, how they can they can get lucky boys, uh, fucking they can morph into like morph suits, little spandex esque or like tight fitting clothes, bike shorts, gymnastics leotards, yeah. Except no one's really figured out shoes yet. That's apparently really complicated. Well, shoes typically aren't super tight fitting. Yeah. Shoes aren't skin tight. Uh, so uh with like they it recaps like, you know, the Yurk's position here. They they know there's a group of morphing creatures. So then they think there's escaped Andalites. They you know, they thought they you know, what happened was they had killed the last surviving Andalite in the system. That was uh the pr- Prince Elfangor that gave them the powers in the book one. But they don't know that. They 
Yeah, Princey Boy. Now they got five <laughs> morphin shits running around to them. It's like, oh god, it's more Andalites. And they know they attacked the Yurk Pool, and they know they were in Chapman's house, a very yeah. high-ranking, you know, uh, your controller here. The assistant principal is a high-ranking controller, yes. That is still funny to me. They have no idea that these are just five fucking kids that were walking home from the mall decided to cut through this construction that site. It was got... yeah, dumb luck. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, like, Tobias thought, you know, in Visser 3, the big bad guy from the Yurks basically wants them caught or dead. He wants all the Andalites caught or dead because they want to stop the Yurks from taking over the galaxy. So, Tobias had less to lose than the others. And maybe it was that. Maybe it was the fact that his parents are dead and he, his aunt and uncle don't give a shit about him. Maybe it was the fact that everybody picks on him and he doesn't have a really, you know, he's kind of in a shit life. Or maybe it was the, you know, the order I would like to point out. Never says his parent. Uh, how was it described? Parents aren't dead. Where does he describe that? Oh, actually. Uh, no. Both of his parents died. However, okay. Later on, he'll mention that both parents abandoned him. In a different book, he says his mom disappeared while his dad died. Oh. Huh. Inconsistencies being talked about in another book, in a nah. fourth book. <laughs> maybe, well, I guess maybe we could take it in this book that it's like dead, not in the literal sense, but dead to me. Like, not in my life, just like left. It's, compl it, it's complicated. We'll get there. All Basically, there. it's complicated. It's com everything with Tobias, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh. He's a good boy, though. And this is where he also explicitly says, yeah, you can, we can morph. Well, I used to be able to morph, but once you hit two-hour time limit, you're stuck, and that's why I will always be a hawk. Oof. Yeah. All, and he goes downtown, uh, flying around. He actually flies up, you know, up alongside of a skyscraper, which apparently this place is big enough to have skyscrapers. In my head, it wasn't that big, but now I guess it is a lot bigger than I thought. What, the yeah. city? Yeah. I didn't think it was skyscraper big, but I guess I guess it is. I mean, downtown is. Okay. It's not going to be like they're not in San Francisco, where right? Yeah, they're not going to be in New York City, where everything is four stories or higher. But like this is um, a I'm talking like he goes up this this skyscraper. It's sixty stories where he sees this old guy on a Saturday fucking seeing him. That's really yeah. fucking tall. This is a bit like. Yep. Like that, this is some big city, like big ass city. It feels like. Uh, Must have been a good thermal to ride that high up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and when he gets really high, he gets way up there. Right. He uh, yeah. sees this old man, but then also notices what like looks like a ripple in the sky. He can't really quite place it. It's almost like nothing but something. Yeah. You know what? How. You're looking at, it's a real hot day, and there's just this big, flat expanse of concrete, like a parking lot, and you just see the air wave, like the heat waves coming off the, the tarmac, or the, the pavement, mm, like yeah. that. Yeah. That, that, is the, that is the image I had just up in the middle of the sky. Right. 
But so uh, like, yeah, tries to follow it, but it flies away faster and he can catch up. So shit. So he goes to Rachel's where everybody's up in the room, uh, waiting for him because they're gonna debrief about what happened and also meet about other things. And it's like I love this little bit where it's like I bet Marco like he like telep- telep- uh, telepathically links to Rachel before coming into the room and says, "Hey, hey, I bet Marco is gonna say, are you insane?" <laughs> and he gets in there and literally first words out of Marco's mouth, "Are you insane?" It's- ding ding ding, you owe me five bucks. Uh, Marco said the secret word. <laughs> Marco, I say the thing. I cannot, you Herman, say. I cannot Pee Wee Herman. Marco said the secret word. That is not Pee Wee Herman. That is not. Oh, God. I can't. You can do deep voices, kid. That was uh, a joke. <laughs> say the thing. Oh, I was going Pee Wee's Playhouse for. You said the secret word. And I was going off the cliff. <laughs> uh, so Marco basically, yeah, chews on him for a se- for a second. You know, Jake says, "Hey, you got to promise not to do that kind of shit again." Cassie does the whole makeup. We're friends again, and this is where he talks a little bit about how Marco's kind of the most reluctant of the animals, and how Tobias is the one who's most bought into because Tobias is forever. A bird. Birdman. He is he is a bird. For the and rest so, of his life, he is a bird. Exactly. So like Marco is kind of on the opposite end. Marco is like, we should really be watching out for ourselves and shit. Like, I gotta watch out for my family. I don't want to die. But like it's something that actually comes like, like I don't think I'll ever be close to Marco. And it's cause Marco's this smart, kinda handsome kinda guy and but always has something sarcastic to say, but it's always like focused on his own stuff versus Tobias, who is a bird and stuck in this no matter what. Yeah. And even when also, he was, was even when he was human, he was kind of uh, not so much the popular kid. Very he much was, got bullied. It was make fun of him or ignore him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. With Tobias growing up. So, um, whereas, yeah, yeah, Marco people don't like because he's a bit of a shit. Yeah, Jake is like the hero figure, or at least the leader figure, yep. and it's kind of the opposite of Marco, Rachel's cousin. Rachel's kind of the pretty girl. Rachel's the badass though, as well. Yep, still pretty badass. Badass girl boss. <laughs> And Cassie's like the animal expert, uh, you know, the, the peacemaker. Yeah, oh, beyond her years. Yep. Yeah. Also has access to multiple animals through uh, Dad's Wild Rife Rehab Center. They run out of their house slash barn property. Uh, Mom works for the gardens, like which is this, as we've talked about many times. It's a uh, uh, you know theme park um, kind of place with animals and stuff there. So. And, you know, they're, they're kind of, they get debriefed and stuff. Cassie has to go soon to clean cages. Um, Jake is, you know, mentioned, hey, I got the attic all set up. Uh, so what happens is Jake has been 
putting out food and having a little bird bed for a uh, bird nest, you know, made up in the attic for Tobias to sleep in. Um, and they put it in a Rubbermaid container because, you know, Tobias can handle that. Um, and they talk about how they got to watch out for Tom. Because, you know, Tom's Jake's brother and also a control, you know, a controller. So it's... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is where it gets really sad, the first part. There's like, we're three chapters in, it gets super sad. And it's, it's literally like, they all watch me. I hated the way they all felt sorry for me. All they could see was what I is was what I was, not what I used to be. All they saw was that I had no home. But they didn't really understand. I hadn't had a real home since my parents died. I was used to being alone. And I had the sky. So it's like this complex mix of feelings there. Yeah, I grabbed that particular quote as well because that just hit me so hard. And I'm like, we're in chapter three. Yeah. Yeah. Applegate comes out fucking swinging. Yeah. You need to know that this boy has trauma. Mm hmm. <sighs> so we cut to the next day, and Tobias has decided to go back to where he saw the quote unquote hole in the sky, the rippling object that he saw traveling through the air. Um, He's kind of thinking about how just like by staying in the air so long, he's going against his instincts a little bit. Uh, you know, the other birds would mostly just be perched on a branch until they needed to actually go hunting. Eat, yeah. Um, so it, it's like partially him just sticking to his duties as an animorph and partially also him trying to just like maintain his sense of humanity by focusing on the task and not just like halting yeah. to instinct. Not just be bird. That um, is a big thing. He draws a line in the sand here. He's like, I've not given into the instincts to eat. Yeah. If I eat something, I'll never stop. Yeah. He makes a point out of that. I don't want to turn this into too big of a tangent, but just because it happens to deal with uh, Animorphs and also another book series that I'm interested in. Um, some of the stuff with Tobias reminds me a little bit of something that happened in uh, the first of the Earthsea books. Uh, I just been reading those lately. Uh, yeah, I'm like, haven't started the third book, so I'm still fairly early into them. But like in the first book, there's a part where the main character, Ged, uh, transforms into a hawk to escape from peril. Uh, but he has to fly for like days over the ocean on like nothing but just raw adrenaline and fear. <laughs> and like by the time he gets back to safety at his old mentor's home, he's just like been in that hawk brain for so long that it takes him like a good few days to actually recuperate and remember how to be a person, even after turning mm -hmm. back. Mm. And part of me wonders if maybe a little bit of that had any inspiration on like that whole aspect of being an animorph and being able to morph into an animal and dealing with complications that come with that. Mm. That's just speculation. Though. That's all I had to say on that. Oh, well, that's an interesting thing to think about. I have not read that other series, but huh, that's a weird parallel. Or hmm. 
I do find it funny that Tobias described uh, Jake's experience with the lizard as blomping a live spider because I have almost never heard that word used to describe eating something. Yeah, yeah. I have only ever heard that used in like fucking uh, weave mood. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my god, my 2009 brain jumped out. Yeah, oh my right? god. <laughs> oh. oh. So like, yeah, the next day Tobias pops back out and checks where he thought he saw the ripple, right? And he doesn't see anything. So I just come back at sunset to see if it comes back at a certain time of day. So he has to burn up the rest of the day, right? So like He's like, well, how do I do this? And then he starts thinking about things. Like, well, it's hard to do things I used to do, like watch TV or go to school or do homework. Or... Dude, he's like, I miss school. I don't miss home because no one cared about me or anything, but he missed school, missed regular stuff. And that was that's the really sad thing. They, they literally just had Jake send a message that Tobias was staying. Oh, yeah. Hey, Uncle So and So, I'm staying at Aunt So and So's place. Cool. Yeah. Sends a message to Aunt. Hey, Aunt So and So, I'm staying at Uncle So. They don't talk to each other. They don't give a shit. Disappears, and no one notices. Yeah, the fact that just so easily covers for him just by saying like, "Oh yeah, he's with the other one." Like the fact that neither of them actually care to check. It's really sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. So after kind of hanging out all day and just doing things, he's about to go to Rachel's. Like he hasn't seen the ripple all day. He's just like, whatever. But then it happens. There's like emptiness where nothing else could be. It's moving very fast, very high up, moving towards the mountains. And he's not sure. But then a V of geese is flying nearby and hits it. Fucking just. Kills a bunch of these ge these poor geese, and they very clearly move up and over the massive like air like this spaceship aircraft whatever it is, and Tobias just goes ah shit that is definitely a Yerk ship, yeah, not a Klingon ship as much as that would <laughs> that'd be interesting uh no uh fucking Yerks have cloaking technology cloaking devices yeah for every impact point where a geese hit the hull. You can see a little bit of that metallic gray surface. Uh, so they go back to Cassie's barn, and everybody's there getting the debrief. And it's just like, holy shit. Um, they're like, well, we haven't seen any other cloak ships, but Jake just pointed out all these ships were near the ground or landed. Maybe you can't do that like when you're near the ground. And Tobias is certain. He says he, he's, you know, it, it's just a, a feeling, and he says he's doing something in the mountains. And it's just, it's, it's like, this is where they get more of their, like, there's a lot of stress here, because Cassie actually even mentioned this is pretty dangerous. This is all getting really dangerous. I'm not saying we're not going to do it, but, whoo, this is getting dangerous. Yup. Yeah, but Marco is kind of feeding into the fact that she's not exactly in high spirits about doing this and kind of jumps on another opportunity to 
do his whole spiel about we should just give this up. And Rachel snaps. I'm tired of talking, trying to talk you into this. You're out. Get out. Yeah. And they really have like a fight. Like Marco is like, you get off on danger. That's why you went with Tobias rescuing some stupid bird. And it just that record scratch kind of thing is it's like, yeah, complex feelings. Yep. Yeah, like I I point out that this is one of many times where Marco just goes too far, and like, especially here, it's. It's kind of easy for him to forget that Tobias can't just abandon this. Like, he doesn't get to just go back to a normal life if he decides he, he doesn't can't. want to be an anamorph. He can't like, stop. Yeah. He, and, like, he, even if they're reluctant about being anamorphs for, like, a long time, they at least owe it to him to try to, like, do what they can until the Andalites arrive because, you know, maybe there's some hope that they can help him. They were given the timeline of a year. Yeah. It's not even a matter of, like, winning by then. It's holding out. Yeah, Yeah, because so far they've managed to keep uh, pretty well hidden. I would like to point out, uh, this is less than a month after the first book. Yeah. Yeah, this is still pretty raw. This is, like, brand new, still. Yeah. Get about a book a week. Yeah. It's been a couple, it's been like two, three weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Okay, so it's early for me to say, to, it's early for me to compliment yeah. them too much on being stealthy. Yep. Uh, uh, and this is also where Tobias says, I'm the only one that's actually been hurt. Oof. Uh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to go in the mountains in the morning. And like the rest of them, like yeah, we'll do it. We'll all come. And then Marco's like, no, that not tomorrow morning. There's fucking school, dumbasses. Like, if they notice yeah. all of us missing from school, and then something happens in the mountains, what do you think's gonna happen? Oh yeah, crap. Well, let's do it after school. Yeah, and even <sighs> Tobias acknowledges that like this was the right call. Like Marco is yeah. definitely the pessimist out of the group, but also sometimes he's more level-headed than everyone else in terms of when they do things. And that leads to a really dark thought. It's like, well, he's right. He's a smart guy. Well, he's right about other things as well. How long till we start dying or till we all die? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Remember, kids' books. (laughs) For kids! Yay! Uh, (sighs) Yep. So, the thing is, they want to go to the mountains, but and the easiest way, oh, let's just fly up to the mountains. Except, it would look really hella weird if all their random bird forms just were flocked together. That's like, because Jake is Peregrine Falcon, uh, Mark and Cassie have been the same Osprey, Rachel was a bald eagle. And then we got a hawk. And we got the hawk boy. So they can't fly up, because what if... What if one of the bird? What if one of the controllers just happens to be the lo- the leader of the local Audubon Society? I don't know. <laughs> Not even that. Like, what if someone sees that, like, just a bird watcher, and is talking to a friend, and a controller overhears? Exactly. Like straight up, like met, like 
two dudes getting coffee. Dude, I saw the weirdest thing yesterday. A bunch of, a bunch of, like, hunting birds, a bunch of birds of prey were all hanging out. Yeah. Exactly. That, honestly, that would be like, if I was a nature photographer, holy shit, I would not want to miss that. Like, right? if I that could cool shit. that. <laughs> and then the wrong person sees the photo, and it's like, hmm, where was this at? Okay. Cool. Hey, how about you come to this wonderful thing called The Shining? Get right down there. The Sharing. The Sharing. The, the, the Shining's sharing. a very different thing, Jim. Oh my god, I think I wrote The Shining a few times in here. Good lord, it was <laughs> smooth. The shitting. Oh. I, I pet the moo. Yes, The Shining is a very different thing. The Shining yeah. is wonderful, but also... Uh, and it's so they can't fly up there, so they're gonna have to do a new morph to get up there because it is not close. Nope. So they're gonna do wolves. Pupper time! <laughs> it's pupper time. It's whack, pupper whack, time. Whack, whack, Come whack, whack, grab whack, your laughs. Laugh time. Oh I goodness! Foreshadowed this back in the barn because there were a couple of new. Uh, animals staying there, namely a pair of wolves that had Tobias a little bit on edge. Yeah, yeah I wonder did. why. <laughs> huh. But valve. Wolves. Big doggos. So there's going to be, everybody's going to go wolves except for Tobias because Tobias. He, and yeah, uh, Poor buddy can't be a doggo. Marco is actually kind of upset because Marco doesn't get to be a boy wolf. Marco has to be a, f a female wolf. Marco's got to be a girl. Suck it, bitch. Because if there's two male wolves, they might fight because alpha versus alpha. All that stuff. And not how that actually works at all, but whatever. Exactly. We're, we're going to just let the book have the premise because that's what the author was writing with, but that's not how that was. That's not how that works. Yes. So anyways... um. They decided to uh, do the thing. Like, they all morph into wolves. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool, actually. Tobias actually feels a little jealous. Because he's like, wow, that must feel so cool. Yeah. Because all this great smell, like, all this high-speed movement. Like, Cassie even, like, before they morph, was like, damn, Rachel, you ate bacon for breakfast. You're trying to be a vegetarian. What the hell? <laughs> damn, I thought we had an agreement. <laughs> So, uh. also interesting to note that this is like the first book where fucking nobody does morphs elegantly. It's all weird when anyone does it. Like not even Cassie. Oh yeah, because they're doing a lot of like stuff on the fly, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of stressful stuff, and a lot of yeah. Yeah. No, no, Cassie looking like an angel. Not this Oof. time. She doesn't even get no. to look like a cool werewolf. Nah. No, not even like the good way of being of transforming into a laugh. <sighs> and so they get they go off to the woods. The nice thing is is um right up against uh Cassie's land, uh Cassie's family's land is the national park, the national forest that leads up to the mountains. 
and uh, they just go to wolf mode and head on out. And they're making a pretty good clip, except Jake keeps stopping to piss on everything. So I just have to keep peeing. Oh God! And Cassie's like, "Yo, uh, Jake, that's that's not pee. What? <laughs> you're, you're marking." Oh God! So that continues. Bloody's marked his territory. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing that slowed him down is that fucking Jake starts a howl. <laughs> yep. Because of course, a howl. Uh, Total fashioned. Ah, uh, yes. Jake's totally not a furry. Totally I, not. I love how Tobias is just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And Jake's like, "I don't know. I just thought it was a good idea at the time. I wanted to be a waff." <laughs> wrong with that and i'm i'm <laughs> pretty sure furry. cassie cassie even jumps in and it's like well we're alerting other wolf packs that we're in the area we're like giving them spatial awareness but it's like okay how much of that is cassie actually like stating that as a fact and how much of that is her just like trying to defend her reason for joining it <laughs> i wanted to help too <laughs> fucking furries grace i wanted right. to do a fucking a woo. I want a I woo. Wanna a woo. I want a moo. Uh, I want a moo. Fucking nerd. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then this is also where we get another little goddamn furries. So right, the furries are coming from inside the house, my dear. Oh shush you. <laughs> uh Oh, this is also where we get a, a nice little kidney punch from an emotional exchange with Tobias' self. Where he's thinking about, wow, I wonder what it's like to be a wolf. And then he has a thought, maybe you should ask. And then it's like, maybe you should ask about being human, too. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Ah. Uh, but before he can go further into that depression spiral, he sees a convoy on the road as he's flying around keeping an eye on things while the wolf pack is doing their thing. There's these Jeeps. Thank G's. God nobody here knows how to sing convoy. <laughs> yeah, right? Good lord. Uh. So these Jeeps marked with the National Park Service. Oh, great. Uh, are, like, booking it. You know, these Jeeps are beating feet uh, down into the park. And they go beep beep. Beep beep. I'm a Jeep. Uh, And they drive out to a lake. And they got to this lake, and a bunch of uniformed men hop out with a bunch of fucking automatic rifles and shit. And two helicopters show up with parks, National Park Service markings on these choppers. Uh, And they surround a bright tent where there's two campers, and they, um, Convince them to leave. They gently, they gently persuade these campers to leave at gunpoint. Yeah. And then the the two after the campers are safely away, the two choppers land near the lake, and Hork Bajir's shock troops come fucking pouring out. Up. It's like, oh, the National Park Service has been infiltrated. <laughs> Our last great institution has fallen. Not the National Park Service. 
whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I am not shitting on the MPS because no, I wholeheartedly like. Yeah. National parks good. But Support it is National such. Park. It is such an odd approach, though. They took the, but they, it works for this kind of stuff. They're like, yeah. we need to do the thing. There, we're going to explain in a bit. And so, they're like, what do we do? National Park Service. Hey. <laughs> just, I just had a thought considering like some of the information we got in the last book like Visser 3 be like National Park Service gimme FBI the fuck is that <laughs> yes National Parks wonderful fuck the FBI we don't need fancy cops <laughs> I need these fucking bandits <laughs> <laughs> I need national force now, damn it. Uh so uh they fucking the Horpazier come out. Tobias tries to go warn the group. And Jake is pissing yet again. Great. Hey Jake, can you stop pissing? Jake. Wait. Why are y'all five up, spreading out? Five. Oh, oh shit. Holy five? shit. <laughs> oh, real guys. These are not my beautiful Animorphs. This is not my beautiful... <laughs> this is not my beautiful pack. Uh, Tobias this is not my beautiful Rachel. <laughs> so as the wolves uh, almost eat him, he gets away and looks and makes sure this time okay one two three four okay that's my my health back okay let me think at them hey hey guys is that you uh and they're like yeah what up <sighs> and so he tells them what's going on and uh whew, right um so he's like yeah these guys are out here and it seems like this is a thing they do like they these guys these guys with guns come out here and seem like they are very efficient at clearing out the area around this lake. I don't know what this is about. This is a thing. And like, well, well, we got about forty minutes left in this morph. Lake's five minutes away. Morphing back and forth is tiring. Uh, let's go check it out. This will not come back to bite them in the ass later. I I know morphing back and forth is tiring, but like when they said like, yeah, we've got 40 minutes left. Let's go invest this site full of armed park service guys. I'm like, uh, you should really reset the timer. Like, yeah, don't have that guys, time. guys, guys. It feels very much like uh, that scene in Ghostbusters 2 where they're down in the uh the railway and they're like they find a way into the deeper part and it's like oh let's go check it out guys let's go at the packs the packs guys let's go at the packs and they just keep going and it fucks everything up and it's exactly yep. here they're like ah oh, fuck we don't need to turn back let's just go check it out i'm sure that won't come back to fuck that's not a problem no not in the least bit <laughs> so they go back and check out the lake. And there they are, all guarding around the lake and everything. And then, you know, Tobias goes up high, sees the ripple, and then it becomes visible. It's a big yerk ship. Fucking massive lake. 
like the size of an aircraft carrier. Yep. Like I, I'm thinking almost like you want like in my head, I'm imagining like the helicarrier from the MCU Avengers type yeah. thing. The the, yeah. the shield helicarrier, yeah, huge motherfucker. I mean, the, the like, thing is, it's an aircraft carrier that flies. And fucking, like, there's taxons inside, along with some hork You can see the piloting from the little tiny little cockpit. And there's you know, a couple... Yeah, there's two bug fighters fucking zipping around. And Marco's like, Jesus Christ, that ship's the size of Delaware! And they're like, we gotta... We, what the holy shit, what do we do? He's like, it's the size of Idaho! What are we gonna do? It's like... Those are very differently sized states, though. <laughs> Marco, buddy. Like, what the Marco. fuck? You know You're in middle school. That... Please know which states are bigger than others. You oh. don't need to know numbers. Just look at a fucking map, man. American their education. Description, their description ding, ding, ding. of like, perceived size of it continues to go up, though, because there's one more description yep. that's even more extreme. Yup. God. Um, no offense yeah, to our Delaware or Idaho friends. Ah. Uh, the whole thing's kind of shaped like a manta ray. It's got like kind of a bulky portion in the middle. Yep. Uh, swooped cur- kind of curvy wings with big air scoops on top. Um, described as being big enough to house a fleet of buses on either side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is the truck. The truck. This is a supply truck. This is a supply truck. So mad that they just call it a truck, right? Yes, yeah, so they call it a truck ship. It's more of like a harvester. It's like it's got the yes, it's got the scoops, and it's then it drops a straw to suck water. So it's the harvester. Like before, they named it the truck ship. I deemed it the harvester ship in my own notes, and then when they started calling it the truck ship, I reluctantly put truck ship in quotes, and then at some point, I just gave up. But I'm like, an- I-, I like my name better. My intergalactic harvester. <laughs> but but let's go space trucking. Oh god. Space truck. Look, if you're gonna make a fucking international harvester joke, I can make a fucking deep purple joke. Oh my god. I could make a grateful dead joke. Uh, <gasps> I love you, Tally. You're welcome. Meanwhile, me sitting there, point of reference for space trucking is Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I mean, also not bad, but Deep <gasps> Purple. Oh my god. You have no idea, do you, Sable? No. I see that. I see that empty headed pretty look on your face. We'll fix this I later. I'm forgetting I'm on cam. Uh. Don't look at my vacant eyes. <laughs> Too bad your uh. vacant eyes are pretty. Very beautiful. Oh, no. Uh, so. I'll, I'll, yeah. I will teach you later. Okay. So, yeah, this ship's coming down, starts sucking up water. The wolf team sees this, and they're like, all right, we're going to head back and morph. Tobias is going to keep watching because he doesn't have a time limit. And then he sees. Her, the hawk he freed. Price cut, Polly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I probably should call that. That right. name is a fu- that's a fucking terrible name, though. Right. I'm just gonna call her PCP. That's not better. 
<laughs> Calling the bird PCP is not better. What, you want me to call it Angel Dust? No, but it's a great album. <laughs> it's an album by Faith No More, it rules. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, the thing is, he sees this, she sees the hawk, and he flies up to her, and then he had this rising sense of fear, because he felt like he was coming home by flying to that hawk, like he belonged with her, and he's like, no, 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 I'm a human, I want to be human, I want to be human, but then in the back of his mind... Part of him keeps saying that's a lie. You are a hawk. The hawk is you. And Tobias is dead. Ugh. And like, that's fucked up. Like his brain's like, no, you're the hawk. You're the hawk now. Just take it. Ugh. And so because Tobias is fighting this field, he just dives. He dives really hard just to get, get his head clear. And then his Hawkeye see what do your Hawkeye see to my uh, poor buddy with his fucking Hawkeyes. Apparently, apparently he's our elf. Apparently he's our Legolas. Ah, uh, and he sees hey, if Applegate can make Lord of the Rings references, so can we. Uh, true facts. Ah, uh, and so like he sees the team in trouble. They're over in, in like they're over at another real the, that group of five wolves from earlier. They've met up with them, and there's a dead rabbit in the middle. Of them. Ah, shit! They're in trouble in the wrong territory. Okay, another well, I know Jake and the the alpha are fighting over the the rabbit. They're staring right. at they're staring each other down. And if Jake attacks, he's gonna have to fight this. They don't have time for that. But if they run, they're gonna get attacked anyways because they're backing down in their territory. It's like. Yep. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. And so, like, what are they going to do? Well, Tobias says, fuck it. Dives in and grabs the rabbit. And just takes off. Yeah. And, he, and this whole this whole time, he's like, you guys are already short on time. We don't have time for you yeah. guys to have a standoff with this other pack of wolves. We do not have time for you guys to fuck around. Come on. And so they take off, and he gets he drops the rabbit and goes off the other direction. And he flies back near the, the park service vehicles and notices the time of the dash. It's too fucking late. It's been, been seven minutes too late. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. So he's flying back, screaming mentally, morph, 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 right? And they're realizing, oh shit. So Cassie starts, actually starts to get through it. Rachel starts and can't get any anything beyond the hands. Just has wolf legs with human hands. And it starts like freaking the fuck out. Marco gets a human head on a wolf body and gets stuck like that. Like, it's going wrong. Everybody's getting the worst transformations, and they're getting stuck mid-transformation. They're not even getting stuck as wolves. They'll get stuck as mid-transformation freak kind of thing. Yep. And Cassie's trying to encourage him, and, like, 
that's not working. But then they look at Tobias. Again, going to get emotionally gutted again. They look at Tobias and they see him and they focus on him with fear. They see him as a freak in his mind, as an accident, a pitiable creature. And that really was helping them fight to not get stuck. And that's... Whew. Like, I get it. You don't want to be stuck, but that's... They all turned and looked at Tobias and were like, I don't want to end up like that. Yeah. It bothers me because they've done that multiple times since he's been stuck as a hawk. Yeah, It feels like oh. every time the time limit is mentioned, they all turn to look at him. Yep. It's just like constant layering on just yeah. Just yeah. You, you weird you weird fuck up. Right? Yeah. Nobody says it, but everyone, I think, unintentionally reinforces it. Right. Well, fortunately, they all are able to change back. Apparently that clock was a little fast. Or it's it not was... a hard and fast limit at two hours. Yeah. It's just, that was really fucking close. So they celebrate. Yeah, we did it. We just came out. Yay. And Tobias was happy too for a moment. And then he was really profoundly sad. He didn't want to be there. He looked down and felt trapped just like they did just now. But talons forever, never to have feet again. No arms or hands or fingers ever again. They'll never get to touch someone ever again. And he leaves, screaming he just, he just in his own off. head. Yeah, yep. everybody, everybody tries to call after him, but no, he's gone. He just leaves, screaming into his own head, into the night. Jesus, this this book is heavy as shit. It's, yeah, it's this is when it gets real, real hard. Yeah. Uh. He shows back up at Rachel's place and well, they talk. He goes to Jake's attic first before doing right. that. Yeah, yeah, right. Although it's pointed out that like he hasn't told Jake yet, but like really the only thing he can eat is the meat that's left over for him. Yeah. So he has some cold hamburger, but it's just like even then it's filling, but it's not satisfying because there's that overwhelming feeling from the hawk brain where it's like, I don't want to eat cold dead meat. I want yeah. to go kill something fresh. Yeah. Still warm. Yeah. yeah. And he's so anxious that he can't sleep. Like, there's a there's a drawer pulled out on one of the dressers, like, in the attic that's got some With, like, blankets and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's meant to be, like, a makeshift nest for Tobias, but, like, how is he supposed to sleep right now? So at yeah. that point, yeah, he flies out into the night. He goes, goes up to Rachel's, and she, and he tells her that he's starting to forget who he was, and he's fucking terrified. Yeah, it doesn't help that the moment that he comes into her room, there's a mirror right there, and he just looks over and sees the hawk. 
and just sees a bird sitting talking to her. Uh, and he's like, I don't even remember what I look like, Rachel. And Rachel brings over a picture of him. It's honestly really sweet that she has a photo of him. Because I feel like probably at this point in his life, there aren't a lot of people that probably keep a photo of Tobias nearby. Yeah. Yeah. And the and whole you time. See why Tobias and Rachel need to start dating. Yeah. These two super have a thing for each other. Yeah. Ah, uh, and this whole I conversation, mean. they mention, you know, Tobias is, you know, keen hawk vision. Hawks don't miss much. At the end, you know, Rachel's like, look, when the Andalites return, we're going to figure this out. We'll get you back. And she, she tries to make it very believable. She really puts it all in, but she, she lied. And Tobias caught it because, as he said, Hawks don't miss much. Fuck. Stop punching us in the ribs. It's not, I'm crying already. Tobias, we can stop, stop. Our hurts already hurt. And like on top of him pointing out the fact that he caught her lying about it and he knows that she's just trying to make him feel better. Yeah. It's also just like one of those moments where like he is again affirming like I'm a hawk. Hawks don't miss much. Like I was sitting there reading that and I'm like uh pulling two meanings from this and they're both really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Profound sadness. Uh <laughs> content warning. This next section is probably going to uh, involve discussions of uh, suicide and suicidal ideation. Uh, oh, fun. This is that. Then we go into the into the mall situation. Yeah. The, so so uh, yeah. Uh, when we are done talking about this, uh, I will insert a time a, a timestamp for it. when we're done talking here. And uh, I will let you know when. Yay. Yep. So you have a point to skip to so that you know when we're uh, done talking about this, if this is a touchy subject for you. Anyway. Hey folks, Editor Dragon here. If you want to skip the suicide talk, um, you can jump to an hour and three seconds into the recording. Um, it's a heavy subject that not everyone feels up to. But if you are struggling and need to reach out to someone, uh, 988 for the National Suicide Lifeline in the United States. Please take care of yourselves. Thank you. So, um, you know, he goes back, spends the night in the drawer after talking. It made him feel better. And he, you know, that's the next day flying around at the beach. And, you know, they, ha they have a meeting that night at Jake's. And... We get a little bit more insight again, you know, we're, we're figuring out, hey, it's kind of nice that I can fly. I miss some things, but I like to fly, and he also keeps noticing he keeps seeing small mammals and wanting to eat them, but he's actively ignoring it. And Marco actually, right, Marco actually teases Tobias and everybody goes, oh, you know, you can't say he knows every bird, like, oh, you know that owl, huh, one of your friends? And... Everybody's like, you can't do that. And it's also like Tobias, like, I kind of like getting, didn't say this, but Tobias, like, I like getting picked on because it 
makes me feel like a normal kid for five seconds. Yeah, I don't. I feel like just one of the one of the folks. I feel like I'm just like anyone else. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not the odd one out. And so, you know, they're talking about, you know, they got a time limit. Cassie's helping release this owl. Rachel has an exhibition on tonight at the mall. She's not happy about doing exhibitions for gymnastics, but they're like, what do we do? And Marco's like, why don't we break the cloak? Like, we get that ship to yeah. just show up. Over downtown. They they can't cover that up. That will be a huge thing. Uh, so... They discuss ideas. The plan is to turn into fish and go up into the ship. Uh, um, Easy peasy. Bob's your uncle. We'll be over time for dinner. Because it has to suck up water. So they decide to go turn into the ship. So they decided to turn into fish and get sucked up in with the the ship. And then uh, and then once they get up in there, shift back and then fuck some shit up. Uh, so yeah. Tobias goes out to go scout out uh, what their options are. Um, and on the way, he can't fight the instincts anymore, and he kills and eats a rat. Yeah, he actually for a moment was like, I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to enjoy new experiences, I'll enjoy flying, I'll I'll focus on the good stuff. Hey, that's a rat, I'm going to eat that. Eats the rat. Fuck. Crosses the line. And the, the thing that fucked me up about this was like, this was just after him having the realization where it's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of things I can't do anymore, but like, I can go visit the theme park. I can go to sporting events. I can like fly. Yeah, I can go. I can go to any concert I ever want to. Just like the immediate gut punch of him having this big realization that, like, oh, even though he can't change back, he can still find like these things to do that he's like excited about because they feel distinctly human. Yeah, and then he can go. Yeah, I can see any sporting event I want. There's a. There's a big football game happening. I can go watch that. I don't have to pay for it. Oh, hey, Iron Maiden's coming. I can go see Iron Maiden and have the best seat in the house from anywhere I want. Yeah. I admit that's personal. Uh, and he, the way he describes eating the rat, he swoops down, struck it, and he felt ecstasy. The rat was helpless and dead, and he was about to eat it and screams no, and he falls back. Looking at his bloody talons, the rat meat dripping from his beak. And he tries to run, but he no longer has legs and feet to run with, just killing talons. Bloody talons. He cried voicelessly, could still see that dead rat and taste it, and no matter how many times he said no, it would always be yes. Oh, fuck. It's a gut punch in, like, the hardest way. Fuck. Um, so he's freaking out. He, he decides he, can't, he cannot do this. This is not something he can do. So he goes to the mall. Rachel's there. 
everyone's there. One last place, the place that, in his mind, sort of epitomizes being, excuse me, being human. And he goes there to try and kill himself. And almost does, but Rachel catches him. Well, he does. Uh, he tries to hit the skylight. Marco breaks the glass before he hits it. Like, there's a point where she does catch him, and it's like, what's going on? He's screaming, I killed, I lost, I, I'm lost, I killed. No, as long as you have me the others, you aren't lost. But everybody's like th- freaking out, like, oh, this bird's attacking her and all this shit, because she was just about to perform. Then she tries to get him up, just like, get out of here. You, you need to get out of this crowd. And he just lets the hawk brain take over, and he flies straight up at the skylight, full speed. And Marco throws the baseball to throw it, because if he hadn't thrown it... He'd go headfirst into the glass. And likely kill himself. He, uh, he goes away. Tobias leaves. All that's left is the hawk for, for a while. Tobias, a boy whose face I could no longer remember, no longer existed. Oof. He lives up in the woods. Hunts, hunts rodents. And is just a bird. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, the next chapter might as well start off with the hawk now narrating the book. Because that's really what it is. It's a hawk living the normal life of a red-tailed hawk. Yep. Having memories of a cute boy at night when things are quiet. Yep. A boy that really just wants to sleep in a bed. And have some normalcy for once. Yeah. Yeah. And that boy also just wanted to disappear at the hawk rule. Just wanted to be gone. But still, every night, the memories would come. And one day, he sees that female hawk again. And it feels drawn to her. And is going to maybe actually try to connect with her. But then he sees Chase. Hawk courting. Hawk yeah. But then he sees something, some chase going on in the woods. Just a dude. Random ass, regular dude getting chased by a hork bajar. And he looks at it initially, he's just like, oh, it's hunter and prey, whatever, you know. Good, good, good hunting. Kill, kill the prey, whatever, you know. Bird brain. But then it's like, wow, the hunter looks like a lawnmower. Wait, no, Marco called it something else, a salad shooter. And it's like, wait, Marco. who the hell's Marco? Oh, shit. Oh, God. Prey is human. Wait, why should I care? It was prey. prey uh, predators kill prey. No, I'm human. We have to help them. And then he remembers the name. Down, starts thoughts speak shouting at the dude and helps him run away. Oh. And he... He helps helps the guy get away and like 
he doesn't know that it's human, but does remember the Animorphs now. And he's like, I don't know. For some reason, I couldn't let that person be prey. Wait, I couldn't let him be prey. I couldn't. Me. Tobias. And then he kind of resurfaces Mm -hmm. after this period. He goes to Rachel. For as much as I hassle Marco about comparing the hork Pajir to salad shooters in this moment, I'm like, I'm glad that particular phrasing stuck in Tobias. I'm glad that, yes, I am glad this stupid joke stick with this game. Dale? But, yeah. <laughs> then he goes to Rachel. And he talks about what happened. Mm. And uh, he decides that he needs to keep fighting the Yurks. And that is how he will stay a person. Right? It's like... Yeah. He tells her about helping the dude and how that's going to help, and that's how he's going to help stay like that. And that's also when they talked about the suicide attempt, which is huge. You got to talk about that. Yeah, that is... That is not... That is a difficult thing to deal with. No matter who you are. But, uh... Yeah. So yeah, next day they're going to do the mission. They're going to be in the mountains and try to fuck up this this big ship. Be fish. Yeah, let's help people. Let's keep humanity. Yeah. So Yeesh. they Yeesh. got a bear. There's a bear's cave, uh, a, like an old bear's cave that uh, uh, that Tobias had, had scoped out, and that's where they're going to they're going to kind of chill, you know, hide there and do the yep, transfer. Hang out. So, like, you know, they're getting all set up there. Rachel equipped Tobias with a small nylon pouch. It's tan, so no one notices it. And it's got a watch, a little, you know, some fish hooks, fishing line, small lighter, weighted two ounces. Not much, but to a bird, that's still a lot. So it slowed Tobias yeah. down a tiny bit. But so he's got, he has some stuff for them up there. And the rest of them come out in wolf form and come out to the cave and easily get into the cave. And then they go fishing. And then yeah, they go get they go fishing. Because they have to find a fish. So they all gotta so, turn into fish. So, how hard can it be? And Cassie's like, how many times have you fished, including today? And Jake says, one time. Typical suburban boy. <laughs> I got a good cackle out of that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, have fun sitting there. Anyway, they get a fish. They catch a trout. Ten-inch trout. Not not a big fish or an impressive fish, just a ten-inch trout. Uh, yeah, you know, ten inches. Not very big at all. It, it fit for fish, okay? <laughs> Please, Moo. You know I have to be terrible. I know, and I love it, and I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. So Tobias really actually at this point is like, wait, I don't really like this plan because all of you are risking your lives and I'm not. It's like you're the one. Who, yeah. yeah, you're the one who ended up as a bird already. You 
You got fucked. It, it's our turn to take it a little bit, so you get to sit this one out. Yeah. So also, it's yep. it's important to note that like they're not going to have many opportunities like this. Like the Yurk yeah. ship is pulling so much water from this lake that like this might be the last time it lands here, and if yeah. they don't do it this time. It might just pick a different spot, and then how yeah. are they going? They they can't pull too much from the same location, or else water level starts dropping too much, and people will notice. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But, so, yeah, this is like shit. They're gonna have to do this. Tobias is worried because if they get trapped as fish, that's way worse than trapped as a bird. Yeah. At least, you know, in his opinion. I mean, as a bird, he can go wherever he wants. Can't fish do that is... as a fish. Fair. Yeah, People the... don't eat red-tailed hawks. People eat trout. Yeah. Fair. I've probably eaten trout. <laughs> yeah, I have. It's not my favorite fish, but I have, I have eaten. Uh, I like walleye and cod better. Yeah, cod. I do love me some salmon or tuna. Yeah. I had tuna earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, you and your podcast poke. Yeah, yeah. podcast poke. I want poke. Poke it on nerd. So we we see this. We see he, uh, Tobias actually sees that female hawk again, and this time she's watching, watching him. And there's like this kind of, she almost wants him now. This guy's this weird, and he uses the line, "She confuses me," and it's. On multiple levels, it's like I don't know how to feel about her because it has so many layers of feelings, like hawk feelings, but also human feelings. Like what, what? But while he's trying to figure yeah, this what out, is one, what is the other? Fucking people are coming. There are people coming back to the are coming right now. Uh, shit, we gotta get them back in the cave. So he rushes back to tell them, and they are rushing to get in the cave. All right, we got to get back in, but the ch one of the choppers is now coming, like flying in a direct line. They will see them climbing into this cave because the cave actually sit up off the ground. And when they are wolves, easy peasy, but there are people coming right the fuck now. So they can't change back. So they're trying to climb up as people. And so, so they decide to one by one turn into a fish and have Tobias fucking drop them in the water. Well, <laughs> what happened was this chopper was coming first though, right? And he was able to divert the chopper by flying at it. They hide and all this stuff and like the choppers all land and the horpager come out. There's a lot of fucking people this time. Wait, there's actually four bug fighters this time. Yep. And so the original plan was to turn into fish, swim to the thing and get sucked up. They're, they're watching. You know, Tobias is watching. Well, shit. It's another cloaked ship this time. Oh shit, it's the blade ship. Visser 3 is here this time. Bah, bah, bah. Of course he is. And now there's all these patrols, so they couldn't do the original plan, which is going down to the water, then just transferring in the water safely. They're going to have to get smuggled past the guards. By so they bird one boy. by one turn into fish, and the bird fucking airdrops them into the lake. Because that's not weird at all. I mean, a hork is probably not going to understand what's going on there, but for a human, considering how many human controllers are patrolling around, yeah, they're going to notice that. Yep. But anyway, this dumbass plan works. 
Well, except it for the last one. not working. Yeah, Rachel, True. she goes, and as she morphs and is in a fish form and needs to be put in the water so she doesn't suffocate, they find the cave. Yep. And the horror pursuer's like, oh, I didn't check it. And the human controller's like, you dumb motherfucker. If, if we didn't check, we're going to get reamed by Visser 3. God, just let me check. And the park ranger climbs up there and looks in, and there they are. There's they a bird and a fish. What? Flies out. The hork sees them, opens fire, and misses. Hits the expensive ship, this big truck, and they kind of forget about Tobias and shit. They're like, oh shit, you shot, oh, you shot the ship. Oh god. Oh, Visser 3 is going to kill you. Gonna have your head for dinner. Like, what? And this gives Tobias time to get Rachel off to the thing, drops her in the water, boom, they get in. And yep. they actually get sucked into the water. Like, they actually get away from this. Those other guys keep are all focused on shooting the ship, and they get away. So they're like, they get sucked up into the ship, or they're getting sucked up in. Yeah. And they manage to all get in the ship. Jake does go first just to do a little bit of reconnaissance, and that's where he sees that, like, okay, I'm in, like, a large storage tank. There's a grate at the top. That's how we're going to get it. And it seems yep. like, it, it seems like this plan might go all right. Uh, it turns out the tank is sealed off on the inside. They don't know that yet. They're just going to be fish until it comes time to turn to a human and find out later in an inopportune moment. Because, uh, like, yeah. like, they fucking get in the ship, and, and Tobias is, like, flying near the ship to, like, rec- do the voice speech thing. So they can hear. Yeah, so they can talk to each other. Yeah, he's and like, that's what... Yeah, he's, like, basically flying under the ship. Which is really hard to maintain because there's yeah. no upward current helping him. Right. Yep. And like down on the ground, Tobias watch as the Hork Bajir that shot and missed and hit the ship is dragged before Visser 3 and says, I won't say what happened, but I, it's one of my own personal nightmares. Like, yeah. Saw some viscerally bad shit. Yeah. And before you can really reflect on that trauma, they realize, wait, he was talking about a bird. There's Kill. a bird flying around up here. Oh, you mean the same bird that helped the guy escape the other day? Kill that bird, and then literally just everybody starts fucking going after the bird. They disintegrate the- any bird. Yeah, they just start, yeah, they just start <laughs> shooting birds. Nobody cares what kind of bird it was. Nobody notices. They're just fuck birds in general. Yeah. All birds I mean, must die. They were already shooting just indiscriminate wild animals that were nearby. I'm kind of surprised I mean, yeah. they weren't already shooting birds, but like they were just straight up disintegrating deer that were just in the area. And they get chasing after him, but he ends up flying to the top of the ship and lands. They're not going to shoot us. And so they all surround him, all guns pointing at him on the top of the ship. And it's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> I'm fucked. They, they're all operating on, well, he's got to come out of morph sometime. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Couldn't even if you wanted to. Like... VT fly like uh, Visser Three flies up here and it's just like. Can we call him VT. 
it's my notes. Okay. Yeah. Vi- Victor Tango better. flies up here. <laughs> <laughs> but V uh, three, but then Common Rider V three anyway. Uh, Sorry. So. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it calls out to the Andalite, but you know, does you know, Tobias pulls the whole silent hero thing. And this is where Rachel actually then talks to Tobias and says, "Yo, we um are trapped. That grate does not open. Yeah, we're um, stuck in here. They're gonna find us. Yeah, and we don't want to. We don't want to uh, be taken alive. We don't want to die as fish either. So." Y'all remember when I messaged the the group earlier in Discord and was like, "Damn, sometimes I listen to music while I'm reading these books." Oh no! Oh no! And the sad songs hit at really like appropriate moments. Yeah, yeah. it kicked in right about now. Oh, oh yeah, this is some hard, sad shit. Like, this is why you listen to Tech Death while you read. Like, no. <laughs> Why you listen to Tech Death so you don't get sad music? Aww. Or but Doom just, Metal, so it's all sad music. Yeah. The the gist of it is the grate is sealed from the inside. They can't get through. They're all back to human form, just kind of treading water, trying to hold out, but Rachel knows that they're not really going to get out of there, so... She yep. asks Tobias to make sure that the ship gets destroyed so that they don't get taken alive. And yeah. in this moment, Tobias says, Rachel, I never told you. To which she replies, you didn't have to, Tobias. I knew. Goodbye. Uh, and my, my fucking heart. heart exploded. My Yo. fucking heart. Uh, and then a taxon curls out onto the top, onto the top of the ship. Uh, that's got a gun. <laughs> then yeah. the scary t- monster centipede with the jello eyes has it comes out and has a gun. Uh, so Tobias kills it. The bird kills the sc- the centipede monster and takes, and the takes gun. its gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he laps over to the front to the bridge and uh, shoots the ship through the window and kills some people. Kills some alien monsters on the inside. Slices yeah. through the control panel and just just this Drax the Dracon beam just melts faces and control surfaces. And so the ship just lists off into the side and crashes into one of the bug fighters, uh, which tears a hole in the side of the ship. Conveniently, right at the water tank. Five, uh, four humans come falling out. I miscounted. Four humans come falling out of the water tank. Falling towards Earth. Um, they all turn into their into their bird forms and fly they, away. They yeah, barely recover. It seemed like a close call, but they all managed to get back in there. Yeah. Um. Tobias sees the female hawk. It's scared into the air by the crashing of the massive ship into the Earth. But Visser As most three animals would, thinks that's Vis- him, and shoots her, and one of her wings is destroyed. Dead. Yeah. They all get away. The Yurks eliminate the remnants of the ship, so there was never any evidence. No one ever saw the ship. 
I never got proof out there. Hey. Bias is worried and feels horrible about how the, the hawk died. Yeah. Hey, though, big uh, supply ships fucked. The harvester's gone. One bug fighter's gone. I mean, they, they can't. They the can't truck have any ship is gone. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, truck ship truck my ass. My dump truck ass. <laughs> uh. Rachel does mention that she and Cassie were wondering if Tobias would want to go back and, like, give the other hawk a burial, but he refuses, says, you know, she's going to be eaten by other wild animals. That's just kind of the way that nature goes. Like, burial is a human thing. Hawks don't really, doesn't have a lot of meaning to them. And But he realizes that caring about this is part of him being a person. Mm-hmm. Is his humanity coming through? He's both a hawk and a person that grieves over death. He is starting to... He starts to process that and come to terms with I am a bird, I am a hawk, but I am also a person. Like the, the end lines are so good. And he, he looks outside, sees his beauty, he flies away. The end lines are I flew. I am Tobias, a boy, a hawk, some strange mix of the two. And now you know why I can't tell you my last name or where I live. But someday you may look up to the sky and see the silhouette of a large bird of prey. Some large bird with rending beak and sharp tearing talons. Some bird with the vast wings outstretched to ride the thermals. Be happy for me and for all who fly free. Jesus, like fuck. Yeah, you see why you see why the series is cool. Like oh, fuck. complex feelings in this book that just wow. Remember, this is book three. There's fifty four of these things. Holy shit, what did I sign up for? <laughs> you knew how many there were going into being a shit. <laughs> and like to everybody who who's listening, like we apologize if this episode was a little bit darker than like the previous two. Um, I I loved this. This looks book. a lot darker than the previous two. Yeah, like this book probably had my favorite writing of what we've encountered so far, and this book will hold, I, hold up pretty well going forward. Yeah, I I yeah. was very much ready to get more insight from Tobias's perspective, and I was not let down. If anything. Uh, my expectations were exceeded. <sighs> but it's it was a necessary thing. We couldn't have gone too far into this series without seeing what was going on with him. Yeah. And yeah. it's good that by the time book three resolves, we've got a little bit more comfort knowing that Tobias has kind of come to accept this dual existence that he's got. We start to get a better idea on who who he is. This was good. I'm really glad because we're starting to we're getting more into we're getting away from okay, this is new and now let's deal with consequences and what we're dealing with here and we still got it 
to see this from two more people's perspective, at least in the main five. And so that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Cause now we've got Tobias that really skewed perspective. Who's the next, the next person we're going to be seeing. Uh, the next book. Yeah. The next book is find out load. Uh, the next book is a Cassie book. Book, book four is Cassie. Okay, that's what I was. I actually was kind of hoping for this because, like, yeah, we needed to find out early on what's going through Tobias's head because shit, Bird Boy. Mm-hmm. But I like that they left Mar- Marcos to be the last one that they haven't touched on until like f- book five. Because he's got a lot... There's going to be some real complex, fucked up feelings with Marco, I got a feeling. Yep. Like, this is fucked up feelings, but Marco's the reluctant Animorph, the one who's always fearing dying and fearing, you know, his father losing him and losing all that. Like, oh, it... I am loving that we're getting different perspectives because this is such a complex story and I'm really liking that this was something that someone wrote f- targeted at young adults that not insulting their intelligence actually saying here's an actual story with actual complexity to it. Yeah. Yep. I I'm excited for the next book um just because um in our in our little Discord chat that we have for this podcast in particular uh Jem was awesome and shared some interview notes with K.A. Applegate. Um, and the next book actually has her favorite morph. Uh, yep. I'm looking forward to getting that part of the story. But also, I think one of the nice things that I really appreciate with these first five books is that, like, to an extent with all of them, we're, we're getting the characters coming to a point of, like, strength and resolve with their reasons to stay in this fight. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely excited when we get to Marco's book. Mm-hmm. They agree. Oh, I cannot wait till we get to some of the end of the series, because it's Oh, it's so good. It's going to be a trip. And you're all going to be here for it. Every step of the way, along for all yep. the other bullshit. Listening to it here on the Escape Pod device. I've been Dr. Gemstone Feelgood. Um, this week, I'm shouting out that it's Halloween. Do spooky shit. Or not Halloween. It's October. Spooktober Halloween. Do spooky shit all month. Uh, what about y'all? Fable. Uh... Yes, hi, I'm Sable. Um, oh, Jim, where can people find you? Oh, you can oh. find me at feel, feel underscore doc on Twitter. Goodness gracious. Sorry, Sable, go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Sorry, love. Um, I, as always, I've been Sable. I don't know where I picked that line up. I'm just going to keep using it, though. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Static Sable. You can also find me on, on Tumblr as Static Sable, if you're one of the people that is coming back to Tumblr. Uh, not for the reasons why everybody thought you should return to Tumblr, but that's a whole other thing. Um, you can also find more not safe for work stuff on Twitter at Storm Queen Sable. Um, 
do I want to plug? Uh, if you want to listen to the album that I was listening to while reading this, uh, check out Soundtracks Capri Revolution by Apparat. It's a 2020 album. Uh, otherwise, uh, all I got to say is Splatoon 3 is really fun. Uh, and I'm Natalie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chopin underscore 42. C-H-O-P-I-N underscore 42. Um, I guess uh, I want to plug... Fuck, I don't know. Uh, tabletop RPGs. Play them. Play things other than 5e. Play things other than Dungeons & Dragons. There are other games. There are arguably, in my opinion, better games. Don't give all of your money to Watsy. Play other fucking games, please. <laughs> and let me know, because I am I if I can, I would love to join. And good night everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Night. Next episode we'll be tackling book four, The Message. Uh it's a Cassie book. Gonna be a great time. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.